Hi everyone, this is Mike DeBliss. The topic for this podcast is the top 12 reasons why new businesses fail. I get that this is not the most optimistic topic, uh, but sadly, the statistics show that about one-third of new businesses fail within the first two years. And if we were to look at new businesses' failure rate within the first six months, we would see that even more than one-third fail within that time period. I believe that it's as staggeringly high as 80 to 85 percent. So one thing here is certain. Businesses don't fail by themselves. A business almost always fails because of the owner. In many of those cases, the business owner is unaware that he's failing until it's too late. If you think about it, if the business owner knew what he or she was doing wrong at the outset, then they would do everything humanly possible to right the ship and to prevent it from sinking. However, the good news here is that with the availability of professional counsel and advice, inexperience no longer has to be an obstacle. Um, The availability of professionals helps to put the business owner on a level playing field. Because if you think about it, it's impossible to know every aspect of a business. Uh, we, uh, even those that have gone to school and have studied business um, in an MBA program and perhaps even have a background in other areas such as accounting or finance or uh, economics, um, they're still going to lack Um, uh, lack uh, the multitude of skills that are needed to uh, maintain the business and to keep it financially viable and healthy. That's why all good leaders surround themselves with others others who help to fill those gaps and and basically uh, help to keep the business uh, on course. Um, and, And so the best thing to do is before you launch your new business stop and ask yourself the question will I be making one or more of the following mistakes and uh, what I'll do here is just give you these top 12 reasons and um, I'll delve I'll begin delving into them the first is the lack of business planning the second is lack of knowledge the third is lack of product or service differentiation. The fourth is poor management and operations. The fifth is not knowing what customers need. The sixth is lack of access to capital. The seventh is a lack of exit strategy. I realize that exit strategy isn't something that gets talked about frequently, so I'm going to go into a little bit of detail there to Um, explain to you what exactly I mean by an exit strategy. Eight, the wrong partner. Nine, no online presence. Believe it or not, um, that is actually, that made the list. Ten, no no marketing, rather, and public relations. Um, Eleven, um, lack of concern about cybersecurity. Um, So those basically form the list of the biggest reasons why companies fail. And um, basically what we'll do is we'll uh, start with the lack of business planning. Now, 
when I talk about lack of business planning, um, it's not geared towards any product specifically. Whether you're developing your first commercial video game, mobile app, digital media venture, booking agency, record label, or making an independent film, it all begins with planning. Um, so it can be as uh, small as um, you know, as uh, starting a uh, a cookie. A business or a cupcake business to as large as a record label or making an independent film. It all starts with planning. Before you launch your startup, ask yourself, what is my go-to-market strategy? What planning helps you to do is it helps you to focus. And that is critical. Uh, focus is so important. We don't want to get distracted by um, superfluous things and things that um, are not um, are not relevant for the stage that we're in. When we're beginning the launch of a company, we really want to focus on the business plan. So again, the planning helps you to focus. Without careful planning, including failure to seek outside professional advice, it's very easy to get ambushed by things that you didn't anticipate. Uh, and so a lot of risks can be prevented, but only if you plan for them. So things that will help you plan include drafting a written business plan. A written business plan helps you to focus on who you are, what you can do, how prepared you are to do what you want to do, and it demonstrates any potential for a return on investment. The second thing that uh, planning helps to do is it helps you to decide what entity to form for your specific business needs. When we talk about entity and, um, uh, and business entities, what we're referring to here is LLCs, partnerships, or corporations. Um, this is very important in the beginning um, to know how you're going to form your small business. As startups and new businesses are often short on cash and management resources, they'll need to carefully consider the ongoing needs of the business and weigh the benefits and burdens of a particular business form. Um, the selection of a particular business entity um, can dictate um, what and how much is paid in income tax. Uh, for example, when it comes to a partnership, what we're talking about is a flow-through um, organization where the profits of the partnership flow through to the partners and there's taxation only on the profits that flow through to the partners. Whereas with a corporation, there is this idea of double taxation because the Profits are first taxed at the corporate level, and then when they're distributed to the individual sale to the individual shareholders as dividends or distributions, those individual shareholders have to report the dividend as gross income, and they have to pay taxes on it based on what um, what tax bracket they're in. Uh, today, most people um, after post-tax reform tend to be in a 31% uh, income tax rate. So very important uh, to decide entity, uh, what type of entity to form at the 
very outset. Third, business partners, joint ventures, or investors will expect a certain level of detail and planning from you before investing in your business. For example, um, it goes without saying that a potential investor will want to know the capitalization for the venture, what other types of equity you have acquired, whether you have some skin in the game yourself, what state subsidies or business tax credits are available to the business, a clear picture regarding how any profits from the business will be apportioned and the order in which investors will be paid and whether the investors to have any controlling rights. These are the bare minimums that uh, that a potential investor will want to know up front before they even sit down and spend five minutes talking to you about the business. Next, um, a customized business plan helps you to maximize revenues, market, and market impact. A good business plan will ask and answer the question, is there enough demand for this product or, or service at a price that will result in a profit for the company? All too often, I think what we as entrepreneurs do is we like to um, throw things um, at the wall and see if they stick. But in today's age, it is, it's not possible to do that um, without losing a lot of time, money, and effort in the process. Um, it is, we are living in a digital age which is incredibly competitive. The opportunities are endless, but at the same time, um, the level of competition is more fierce than it's been at any other time in history. And with the failure rate, rate of new businesses being as high, as disproportionately high as they are today, it's so critical to do your due diligence up front and ask the difficult questions up front. It's better to answer these difficult questions in the negative up front before you've invested time and capital than realize this later on in the, in the process after you've invested all of the hours and time and money that you have. Um, and in some cases, if you track back or you trace yourself back in time, uh, you'll want to kick yourself because the answer was, um, was shining right in front of you like a neon sign, but you were just so eager to uh, get the business started that you overlooked the warning signs. The next thing you'll want to ask yourself is, are you employing the latest and best technology? Will you be able to keep up with the trends? Who's your target market? Uh, essentially, is there a customer base for the product or service? Once you get done doing all that, you want to test your business model to see if your idea works, to see if it has traction. Uh, one of the things I suggest is sending out an email in the form of a questionnaire to uh, recipients on your email list requesting their feedback. In some cases, it can be a two or three question que uh, questionnaire that you send out um, to the members on your list asking them if they would be interested in this new product or service that you plan to launch. And if it's, if it's for example, an online course um, and you're looking to build this online course, you might want to 
uh, provide a little bit of detail about what the course would be about and ask uh, the members, the your audience, whether this would be something they'd be interested in. If so, how much would they be willing to pay? Uh, you might even give them options for them to just tick off a box so that they don't have to uh, work too hard and they don't get discouraged by um, having to expend too much effort on the questionnaire. But that uh, in itself can save an, enor an enormous amount of legwork if it's found that um, there just is not sufficient demand. How long would it take to bring the business to market and at what cost? Um, at the end of the day, you really don't want to waste time on an, on an idea that's dead on arrival or that's ill-timed because you haven't done enough testing, market research, or sought the advice of professionals. And then finally, who's your competition? Uh, who am I competing against in the marketplace? Moving on to the second um, area here. Uh, the second area is lack of knowledge. That's the second reason why new businesses fail. Many new business owners fail because they lack knowledge and leadership experience in core areas. By core areas, what I'm talking about here is organization, structuring, strategy, networking, hiring and managing employees, compensation, capitalization. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, we can have a general knowledge of all of these things. It's very practical, in fact, for an entrepreneur and a small business owner to have a general knowledge about all of these things and perhaps even a specific knowledge about uh, one or more of them. But to be a jack-of-all-trades and have the um, mastery or the knowledge, uh, the core knowledge that's necessary for each one of these areas um, in the detail and the nuance that's required is impossible. I mean, this is why people specialize. This is why doctors specialize in different areas of medicine. This is why lawyers specialize in different areas of the law. It's impractical to think that these core areas that are needed to operate a business um, successfully um, can be mastered by one person and one person alone. That's why good leaders surround themselves with a, uh, with a cast of uh, board members or managers that, um, basically, uh, that basically can, um, can fill, uh, basically can plug the holes where uh, they are a little bit defective or where they are not as knowledgeable. Not having the know-how to negotiate terms that are reflective of today's economy will put the company at a disadvantage. That goes without saying. Small business owners are often unaware of their mistakes until it's too late. This is really what the sad part of this whole thing, um, whole startup thing is. The fact that unawareness of mistakes is usually what sinks uh, most new startup ships. If these small business owners knew what they were doing wrong, they surely would have been able to fix the problem and save the business. Learning from the failures as a strategy can be very costly. There's no question that when you go through 
uh, launching a new business that later fails, you come out of it with an, with an with a renewed knowledge of uh, the things that you've done wrong so that if you launch a new business or product in the future, um, you will have learned from your mistakes and you won't make those same mistakes again. However, uh, this is a very costly way of, um, you know, of learning, um, you know, having gone through it once and making, you know, mistakes. Um, and so it's always best to consult with professionals and uh, mentors and people who have gone through it once already to get their feedback and their input so perhaps you don't have to go through it on your own and make the mistakes uh, that they made. Um, so again, the planning and the uh, due diligence up front is just cannot be, I just cannot enforce that enough. So my advice here when it comes to lack of knowledge is to study, learn, and reach out to uh, mentors, lawyers, accountants, and other professionals in order to put your business in the best position to succeed. Now, um, the third most um, likely reason that small businesses fail is lack of product and service differentiation. Many new businesses fail because they provide a product or services or service that's not unique or in demand. In business, the product or service that is the most marketable generally has been differentiated from other similar products or services. This is what gives the product or service an edge. Um, as a matter of fact, what's interesting is that um, it seems today like everybody is looking to invent the next Facebook or the next mobile app that's going to uh, blow it out of the water. And yet, the things, um, the businesses that are most common these days and that prove to be most successful are those that build on ideas that have already been in existence. And yet, what these new businesses do is they simply tweak things um, or they differentiate themselves from the way the rest of the industry is doing things. So for example, uh, LegalZoom.com and RocketLawyer.com, um, they are providing a, uh, a service that um, prior to their launch wasn't available, and that is um, legal services to those who uh, perhaps could not afford to walk into a lawyer's office and drop $700 uh, or more on a legal consultation or thousands of dollars on uh, legal documents to uh, form a company like um, the Articles of Incorporation or a, uh, or a partnership agreement. Um, what they've done is they've basically found a niche and they found a way to assist um, solo uh, entrepreneurs and small businesses jumpstart, jumpstart their businesses without losing an arm and a leg on hiring a lawyer. And so they've carved that niche and they've differentiated themselves from um, what, uh, from the way legal services were being packaged and offered before then. Uh, which was the brick and mortar way of uh, making an appointment, 
going to see a lawyer and having a consultation. And so in business, the product or service that is the most marketable, again, is the one that's been differentiated from other similar products or services. Before you launch your new business, a good question to ask yourself is if your goods or services are something that no one else is making or providing better or which set you apart from competitors. The fourth reason that is um, that is that uh, that that contributes to small businesses failing is poor management and operations. Poor management and operations often lead companies to fail financially or to be dissolved through litigation. Uh, signs of poor management can include a litany of different things, but just to give you like a quick rundown of some of the uh, more common uh, ones. The first is failing to observe corporate formalities. The second is working without systems. The third is making personal use of business funds. Uh, for example, treating your business as your personal biggie, piggy bank. Um, this practice uh, is not only illegal, but makes it more difficult to convince outside investors to finance your business. Um, it also creates a situation called piercing the corporate veil where the corporation, where I'm sorry, the shareholders of the corporation no longer enjoy the immunity um, that they might otherwise enjoy by having the corporation act as a shell and um, as a protector, so to speak, of liability in the event that a vendor brings a claim against the company or in the event that a plaintiff brings a lawsuit against the company prevails and um, uh, and is and uh, is entitled to a judgment against the company. Uh, you don't want to do anything that could uh, weaken the corporate veil and make it soluble to the point where the um, adverse party can actually seek uh, damages from the shareholders. Uh, one of the surefire ways of having the corporate veil pierced is by treating your business as a personal piggy bank, uh, commingling money. This is this all goes towards this theory under the law called using the company as your alter ego. Um, and again, it can not only result in the issues and problems that I've already mentioned, but it's illegal. Fourth, failing to obtain necessary license and permits. I think of like a liquor license. Um, You've got to have a liquor license before you can serve alcohol on a premises. Uh, the next, number five, is failing to carry insurance coverage, including general liability, workers' comp, and errors and omissions insurance. The um, sixth type is lack of compliance with state and federal regulations uh, and regulators, including the SEC, FTC, and FCC. The seventh is failure to pay taxes or file tax returns. That again can result in charges of tax evasion and tax fraud. The seventh is failure to assign or transfer assets owned by the founders that are to be used by the business. The um, eighth is failure to protect intellectual property rights relating to the business, including copyright, trademark, and domain name registrations, not to mention patent applications. And the last one is a lack of focus, vision, planning, and everything else that goes into good management. 
These are some of the more common signs of poor management. Business, my experience also has taught me that business owners who breach uh, one or more of these, uh, of these practices tend to procrastinate and drag their feet when it comes to solving legal problems, naively thinking that they'll go away. I guess it's an oxymoron that I'm uh, referring here to legal problems um, when it comes to poor management. But yes, um, I should back up and say that poor management can lead to business um, and or can lead to legal problems. And um, experience has taught me that uh, procrastination is usually the next thing that befalls the poor manager. Um, uh, the, the, the manager that has exercised poor management. But keep in mind that it always costs less to take care of legal problems at the beginning than to try to fix them later, often after long and expensive litigation. On the other hand, successful business owners are proactive and they, uh, they have a habit of consulting with outside professionals, knowing where they're weak and knowing what they need to outsource in order to fill the holes, so to speak. Outside professionals provide practical advice for business owners so that they can make prudent business decisions. The next uh, big reason, which is reason number five that we're up to right now for um, businesses that fail, is not knowing what customers need. Hastily launching a new business before determining whether there's demand for your product or service is very um, straightforward. It's a recipe for failure. And I realize that it's very easy, um, especially in the entrepreneurial community, when you get an itch and you get this idea that is just um, churning through your head and has you um, so pumped up and so psyched to execute that it's hard to it's hard to contain yourself it's hard to hold yourself back and that passion manifests itself in action um, because as entrepreneurs we are very ambitious and we like to execute we like to uh, do we don't like to sit on our ideas and that is a blessing and a curse at the same time because um, sometimes you have to park your ideas off to the side and give them some time to ruminate so that you can come back and think about them maybe a day later and um, examine them when cooler heads can prevail and when you're not, um, you know, when it's not, when you're not juiced up uh, after your second cup of coffee and um, you know, ready to go guns ablazing at launching a new website or whatever um, is necessary to execute this idea. So again, I strongly recommend when you get an itch and you want to scratch it, take some time, park the idea off to the side and give it some time to ruminate and to stew and then go back to it. Because again, this idea of hastily launching a new business before determining whether there's demand for your product or service will likely lead to failure. You want to ask yourself some questions. Do you know if potential customers will actually pay what you plan to charge? Um, and before we even get to that, is there demand? And that goes to what we've talked about earlier. 
Businesses also fail because the owner ignores negative customer reviews, fails to follow up with customers to ensure that the customer is satisfied, or fails to take customer feedback, constructive customer feedback that is, and use it to improve the product, service, or pricing strategy. So it goes without saying that it is critical to know and understand customer needs. Uh, this transcends uh, being just a, uh, a sign of good management. It's absolutely essential. Once you know what customers want and why they need you, you can use this knowledge to persuade potential would-be and even existing customers that there is no one better to do business with than you. I'm going to stop here. Uh, we've gone through the five top, uh, five, the five of the 11 reasons why new businesses fail. We'll pick up on number six in part two, which is lack of access to capital.